maybe he's just going state to state. Yeah, making that's it like a travel funny, thing. He doesn't have to have to think about what he's gonna get. Uh-huh. Just you know, he's it's always gonna be a penis. Yeah. Period. Hi, welcome to Argab. This hey. is Kendra. This is Ashley, <laughs> and this is Aaliyah. And how was your guys' this weekend? Anything fun? I worked. Today is like my Saturday. And I've been enjoying it. I just did like house stuff all day today. Nice. Which is important. Yeah. Because I didn't get to do it all week. So I was like, okay, more plans. Gotta repot some plans. Gotta do dishes. All the things. Yeah. Very cool. We went to the Garado last night. Woo. It was really, really fun. I took my senior pictures there in high school. Cool. <laughs> That's a good place for it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And Christmas lights. and yeah. We went sledding yesterday, too. <gasps> it was really cool. We actually cool. found some snow. Nice. Yeah. I took the kids down. They were kids. I have one kid. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, we went with some friends. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Cool. I'm going to go to the snow next weekend. I'm gonna go tubing. Can't wait. That's fun. Like fun. There's some good spots up there, and you don't have to pay a lot, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went to the um, Mount Hood Brewery. Brew, brew, brewing. Uh-huh. Brewery. 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 We gotta get warmed up, guys. <laughs> this is like ridiculous. Just blah 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 <laughs> for a bit. <sighs> yes. Um, yeah. Check it out. Okay. It's pretty good. So Ashley. Yes, today we have Aaliyah Hoffman, this uh-huh. busy tattoo artist, illustrator, mother, and social worker. Her unique style incorporates natural elements and animals in an enchanting way. She holds a BFA in fine arts and is currently resides in her hometown of Portland, Oregon. She also enjoys growing food and medicine, tending to honeybees, and tromping around in the woods. Her work can be seen at hampycamper.com and aliabird.com. Aliyah Hoffman, welcome to Art Gab. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. That was nice. <laughs> I also add that I'm on Instagram mm-hmm. with none of those names, um, but my Instagram handle is Halloween underscore twice parade. Nice. Okay, yeah. we'll have to add that. To okay. Website. Yeah. You can find sure. a lot of your tattoo work on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where it's just always updated, and I try to do it every day. So there's usually a tattoo every day. So do you want to describe who you are and what you do and what your process is like? Sure. Yes. I'm a lady in Portland who makes art a lot. I'm a mom. Um, I have two dogs. And um, I I guess I could still consider myself a social worker, but I haven't been in the group home field in about a year. I left that once tattooing really took over. Mm -hmm. Um, But I... I mean, I have to be one forever because I was a social worker for about 14 years. So oh, wow. um, I think about that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, And I'm sure it'll draw me back someday. But right now it's like pretty much just art and tattooing, mothering. Um, what else about me? I was born in Portland. So I've been here forever. Uh, what neighborhood did you grow up in? Southeast. Um, do you know I've been framed on Foster? Yeah. I went there in high school. Like I lived within walking distance of there. So that place is like really familiar to me. 
Have you been there, Ashley? I've driven by it a lot. Is it just yeah. framing or is there art supplies? Too? There's art supplies, yeah. Yeah. It's it also like discounted art supplies, used stuff. They put like sidewalk sale things every once in a while that's very random. Like here's a whole spool of macrame yarn <laughs> and some empty frames that you should and have and some tempera paint. And it's all very cheap and random like, and I awesome. I needed this, but <laughs> mm-hmm. look at all these tiny bottles with cork on top. That's what I need. Yeah. I got a bunch of like plaster turtles there once. Just yeah. Plaster turtles. Uh huh. You know. They have cool erasers and stickers too. Mm-hmm. Handmade sketchbooks. Yeah. I'll have to check mm-hmm. it out. I love that place. Sounds cool. That was yeah. a good plug. They have giant <laughs> pipe cleaners too. They're like this big. Uh huh. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. And glitter. There's glitter there. You never have enough glitter. Uh-huh. I'm sure, I was thinking when you were talking about your social work, I'm sure a lot of that has prepared you and like kind of taught you a lot of things going into the tattoo world with working with people and all that. Definitely. Yeah. In ways I didn't expect really, actually. And it. De- I think it does carry over to tattooing because when people are getting tattooed, they're in a very, like, obviously vulnerable place. I've probably just shaved their body and wiped them down with soap and they have to take off half their clothes and then lay there um so people do tell me a lot of things a lot of times we talk about poop and motherhood and relationships and our past and our parents and so I think in a way it's kind of nice to have that like listening mindset and caregiving mindset where I have to sort of be intuitive on like what do people need from me right now Um, because I know some artists who are tattooing will just like put on headphones and play music and then just they're zoned out from their their client but if people need like a good conversation because they need a distraction then I want to be there for them for that or they want me to shut up and just tattoo them I'm there for that too so it's definitely a lot of intuitive listening and body language reading and for people nice yeah it sounds like like hair too ashley like you have to do that too i'm sure you have some clients that really want to talk and others that just want to be uh-huh. and chill out and you can yeah. have to like know mm-hmm. kind of where fill them out i guess i don't know because mm-hmm. it's their like self-care time too mm-hmm. so however they want to spend that time is is their choice you're just kind of there to facilitate it yeah exactly um so what is your personal like aesthetic like um very very naturey like lots of animals lot I mean if I could just tattoo birds and mammals forever I would die a happy old woman um nature-based bugs florals um I mean, I don't try to, I really don't want to do any like nature scenes, but individual elements of nature that definitely focus on. Um, and I like to stick with a very illustrative approach too. So a lot of like cross hatching and um, not like soft, fuzzy gray shading like you find in tattoos, but like mm-hmm. creating tones through line work still, trying to make it look like either a drawing or a rough sketch. Yeah. That's a tattoo. I've noticed that the ones I've seen of yours, there's not a lot of color. It's focused yeah. on black and white. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and that sort of started even before I was tattooing. I never really focused on color very much. So mm-hmm. bringing that in has been a little bit of a challenge because I just don't historically work with it very much. So I just feel like it's an add-on that's not really necessary. But for certain tattoos, it's completely necessary. Like if you have to identify a specific bird or a berry, like how do you distinguish between a blackberry and a salmonberry? You have right. to put color on it. So... I'm like reluctantly embracing color yeah. in my work. Yeah, but I do try to keep it very minimal so that you can focus on the lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like you do a good job of having your own personal aesthetic, but also like um, responding to what the, your uh, clients want. Too. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. That's great. And I'm really fortunate that people come to me knowing what I do mm-hmm. and they really love what they're seeing already and they just they have their idea and they're totally trusting me to like put my spin on it for them and it's just, which is amazing yeah it's really amazing nice. yeah um and I and I also get kind of weird like sometimes I'll take a bunny rabbit and I'll piece it out into different body parts and then connect them all with pretty things like ribbons and flowers and so it's not gory, but it's definitely strange. And some people are even down for that. They're like, I really love how you pull those animals apart. <laughs> can you <laughs> can you just do an owl? <laughs> like, yes, yes, I can. <laughs> That's nice. great. What's yeah. the strangest um, request you've had? Um, it was in, it was when I was in tattoo school. We were uh, on the we were on Eighty Second Avenue, which has a whole variety of individuals walking down the street. Uh, and this one lady came in with her mom and they wanted matching tattoos and they showed me this printout from the internet that was like a a vector image of a man peanut <laughs> a peanut <laughs> man and he's very cartoon like and they say we want we each want this but we really want him to look like he's stoned <laughs> so, so they wanted me to draw like a, a spliff I don't know. I don't smoke. <laughs> so he wanted, I made his eyes red and he was like smoking joint. <laughs> and they each wanted that like on their forearms. The stone peanut man. The stone peanut man. That was probably the weirdest one. Someone also asked me to put Shrek ears under their elbows one time. I don't know if that's the plant or the actual character, but I said no to that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass. Do you want to tell her your idea, Ashley? Or do you not want it recorded? <laughs> No, I I don't want someone to steal my idea. Oh, okay, you can tell me later. <laughs> no, but I, I'm like, I'm sure you don't wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I'm going to do a peanut man that's stoned. Yeah. <laughs> I've, it's kind of fun, though. Like, yeah. Well, I've learned, like, that's the another challenge with tattooing is I'm very much a people pleaser. I'm very much like, yes, I'll do everything for everybody, even if I don't have time. But I've learned to say no to projects, which is really hard. Um, but I usually direct people to someone else who can, I think, could do it. So I'm not t- total disappointment. But I've had to learn to, like, disappoint people because... I totally understand that. Cause yeah. I, starting off in hair, it's like, yeah, I could do it. Mm-hmm. Ambitious and then not charging enough. Mm-hmm. Then finally, like, you learn through the process, like, I definitely, that's not my thing. So I'm going to mm-hmm. be brutally honest and say go to this person mm-hmm. and it, you start to really learn what you like, what you're good at, what you won't deal with, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cause Sounds you similar, I guess. 
Because you're actually helping people by setting off in a direction that they'll find a person who can, who loves to do that thing. And that person's inherently just going to do a better job. So you're, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. And then you have openings in your schedule to do the jobs that you love doing and you will also inherently do a better job. So Well, Definitely. and it's also like professional karma too. Because yeah. the same tattoo artist might come across someone that... Mm-hmm you know, wants you as their tattoo artist. Totally. So. Yeah. Yeah. If someone went to another tattoo artist and said, I really want a hummingbird and three different pieces. And that artist only does like traditional skulls and snakes. I'm hoping that they would send that person to me mm-hmm. knowing that I could nail a yeah. dissected hummingbird. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, and just saying no is something that I feel like I, I personally, like that's something I've been struggling with and mm-hmm. trying to do more of. I mean, yeah, I say yes to so many volunteer things and free things. Mm-hmm. I just, I love helping people, but yeah, it, we don't have enough short. time. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then you're just waking up every day. Some days you're stoked and some days you're like, oh, why didn't I say yes to this? And you're committed and you don't really want to do the day and you want to try to come up with an excuse and we just don't need to be spending our days like that. Right. We need to be doing our best every day. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But that brings up another point too is like there's hairdressers on every corner. There's tattoo artists mm-hmm. in every corner. But I think what people don't understand is like there are niches in each one of those places. Like mm-hmm. like a certain style. Mm-hmm. I like a certain style. Like so mm-hmm. it's good as a consumer to like kind of investigate what works best for you because there are a lot of them but that doesn't mean they're all the same Mm -hmm. something to think about yeah it just takes a little bit of research and the internet is very good at giving you all your options Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely that's actually a good segue to the next question um what is the most challenging thing about doing tattoos well saying no was one um And that was just kind of my own personal growth. Um, So there's a lot of like physical challenges and also like personal growth challenges too. Uh, Another personal growth challenge is um, being sort of like an introvert and having a hard time meeting new people and having to meet a new person every day. And you don't know what to expect. Um, They could be really shy. They could be really excited. They can be... All kinds of things. You have to sort of like prepare yourself for any type of person because it's about to get real intimate. Right. <laughs> so, so that was hard. Sometimes I find myself just like wishing that someone would cancel like five minutes before they're supposed to be there. And then I have to be like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> it would be dumb if everyone canceled. I would be out of business. So I have to kind of like come up with like strategies to like pick myself up and be like ready to meet somebody. And Five minutes into it, I'm like, I'm so dumb. Like, this person is great. Mm-hmm. We're having a great time. I don't know why I was worried. So that's it's getting better, but that's a hard part, just dealing with, like, literally every type of person. Yeah. Um, and then just the transition from the tools of drawing and the, the surface to draw on into the tattooing process is really challenging. Like, going from a flat piece of paper that you can just flip around as you need it Mm-hmm. to a person who's not flat and squishy and you have to travel all around them to find that perfect angle. Yeah. Um, sometimes sh- they move. Sometimes they move. Yeah. I had to learn how to like, you have to learn which parts of the, which parts of the body are more twitchy than others, like a leg, 
for instance, is like guaranteed to just twitch and you have to huh. prepare for that. Just like automatically, like without the person knowing. It's mm -hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And people are usually very apologetic and I'll make this fine. Like almost every calf does this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What's the least twitchy? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Probably like the shoulder area, upper area. It's probably the least twitchy. Yeah. That's pretty easy. Um, yeah, and there's just a lot more to going into, there's a, a lot more into, you have to, there's a lot more effort that you have to put into making a simple line look good. So if you're drawing, it's just a matter of picking up a pen and dragging it across paper. But if it's a machine that's buzzing and there's cords attached and ink spilling out everywhere, you actually have to like stretch the skin just perfectly. Um, you have to go at a certain pace. Your needle's going to run out of ink at some point. So there's just a lot more that you have to be aware of when you're just doing something simple like making a line. Mm -hmm. And that was really frustrating at first because I knew I was very good at making lines with pens. Yeah. And that's a process that I really love, you know, like focusing on the thicks and thins of lines. And then to like have to retrain yourself how to just draw a line was, was a challenge for an artist. Yeah. I never thought of like... I knew like the stretching of the skin and everything, but like mm -hmm. I never have thought about like how you're drawing on a piece of paper and you could turn it around every different angle. Mm -hmm. I never crossed my mind that like a person is one position usually. Mm -hmm. You probably have to like yeah weird ways. Uh huh. I just saw a picture of myself. Someone took a picture of me while I was tattooing them, and I almost looked like I had scoliosis. <laughs> like my back was <laughs> curved. My arm was like going into my belly and my legs were spread. It was a really awkward looking position. And I was like, no matter, no wonder my back hurts <laughs> every day. This is how I'm sitting. Wow. So yeah. Physical job. It's yeah. very physical. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird because at the end of the day, your back hurts and you're tired. So you want to sit, but you've been sitting all day. So you, you have to figure out ways to relax without doing the thing you've been doing literally all day. So, yeah. yeah, It's taxing, too. Never something I would think about, really. Yeah, me neither, until I started. Yeah. <laughs> we can't ever know. Like, this, It's like the most challenging art form I've ever experienced because of its unpredictability and mm -hmm. the things that you've just never thought about. Yeah, and it's permanent, and so you also run the risk <sighs> if something goes affected, yeah. then you have to deal with a client that might not be happy. Mm -hmm. I know. That pressure is what makes, that's like the the cherry on top of everything is that permanence. Mm -hmm. that's just terrifying. Artwork <laughs> talks to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I would say those were the I mean, there's a lot of challenges and they're all sort of at equal level mm -hmm. and I'm learning them all sort of at the same time, but it's, everything does get easier over time, but with tattooing, it just feels like the process is so slow. Like mm -hmm. I, I'll get on Instagram and I'll look at someone who I admire and then I'll scroll all the way down to their very first few tattoos and I'm like, aha, okay. They were garbage too <laughs> when they started. And then I'll scroll up and, and start to see how long it took them to start producing really nice tattoos. And it's it's usually a couple years before you can see that confidence. So it's just a slow learning curve. That's I would not be so hard on yourself. I've seen your tattoos <laughs> and they're pretty wonderful. Yeah, thank you. It's all imposter syndrome <laughs> stuff. It's gotta be hard too when you're staring at it for so long. Mm -hmm. That probably doesn't help. Like 
Yeah. And on such a close level, like you see every single detail. I have to sort of remind myself to pause and step back and see it in its entirety because that actually does help a lot. So like, oh, no, back here it looks great. <laughs> like no one's going to be able to look at their thigh from like an inch away <laughs> and see what I'm seeing. So as long as it looks good from a ways away, then I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So what role does the artist have in society? Oh, man. <laughs> like a tattoo artist in society. However, oh, yeah. 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 I know that that really has a lot to do with, like, what kind of artist you're talking about. Like, the difference between a tattoo artist and a musician is huge. Or, like, a muralist or an actor. Like, those are all, they all have different roles. Um, I would say, in general, artists probably just need to make the world interesting <laughs> to look at. And to make people see things in different perspectives is probably the most important for, to me, in regards to a ta uh, an artist in general. Tattoo artists, I would say, have kind of the unique, uh, I don't know, the unique position of fulfilling whatever role people need. So if someone is an art collector, then their favorite way to collect art might just be putting them on their bodies permanently. So they're like this walking museum. And I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, people also like to collect things. So you can use tattoos as like a collection. Um, there apparently is a guy who only gets penises tattooed on him. Wow. <laughs> You're in town? Well, my coworker did tattoo on him. So he might be in town. Oh, interesting. Um, so he's looking for different artists' artists take on uh -huh. penis. a penis. Yeah, oh. and he wants a tattooed on him. Wow. So, and there's people who like just specifically want like one thing tattooed, and so it's like a collection. Hmm. Um, and then there's people who want tattoos for like huge, meaningful symbolism on them, or like they need to remember a family member who's no longer with them, or. A lot of times it's grandparents. Like people will remember their grandparent because they fed hummingbirds. And so they, as a kid, would see all these hummingbirds. And then that is like the emblem of their grandparents. Mm -hmm. So they want to look at that and be reminded of that person that was special, which is amazing. Also, tattoos really help people embrace their bodies, which is really cool. Like... I get a lot of people who are like, I don't really love my body, to be honest. But when I look in the mirror and I see a tattoo, it kind of tricks my mind into thinking that I, my body is good. You know, and it gives them ownership over body. We don't really have a lot of control over our bodies. You know, like they get sick, they age, they sag, they get weird spots on them. But And that's all out of your control, even if you put like lotions and serums on them. Yeah. But putting a tattoo is like you making a choice for your body. Mm -hmm. that your makes body me think of, a, um, a few years ago I heard about, or I saw that thing on Facebook of a woman that um, had a vasectomy. Is that, that's breast, right? Vasectomy? Mastectomy. Mastectomy. Yeah. Oh, vasectomy <laughs> is a little down. Women not <laughs> vasectomy. I was like, vasectomy, mastectomy. Well, women can have, women can have vasectomies depending <laughs> on how they identify. <laughs> so either or. You could take all that out, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. 
And we'll start over. Yeah. Um, so that reminds me, a few years ago, I saw on Facebook the woman that had the mastectomy. Uh-huh. And then she had tattoos covering the scar. Yes. Really yeah. Cool. I think Facebook might have taken it down. Oh, I'm surprised. There's some weird controversy. Yeah. About it, but I think that's really beautiful to kind of champion and highlight the scar. Mm-hmm. Rather yeah. Than be ashamed of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's ways to like integrate scars with a tattoo design too there's some really clever ones on the internet if you google that like scar tattoo design there's really funny ones and good ones yeah cool. i like that too yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah it's interesting to think of like it gives people a way to add something their decision to their body mm-hmm. do you do a lot of scar covers up I, i've done a fair amount yeah and mainly not not surgical scars but i do um self-harm scars mm-hmm. which is something uh, again before tattooing i would have never imagined doing um and that's always really powerful because the person will try to go not just cover up the scars but to really tattoo all around them so that they don't feel like that's an area that they can touch ever again because it would ruin their beautiful tattoo. And, oh, man, does that give me the feels? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Just yeah. to be a part of of that process, which is, you know, very personal and, you know, laden with all kinds of trauma and history and just to be a part of someone's journey like that is, mm-hmm. is mm, mm, very special. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really crazy. I, I yeah. That's beautiful. Those are the moments that I'm like, how is this my life? How is this my job? That's really great. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That kind of brings me to this question is like, do do you think that all people have meaning to the tattoos that they want done? Mm -mm. No. Penis guy. Well, maybe he wants meaning to the. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the cool thing about tattoos is like throughout tattoo history, I mean, even even mummies that have tattoos on them will have obvious symbols that are, you know, um, important to that culture. But there's also tattoos out there that scientists are kind of like, yeah, I think that's just a doodle. <laughs> like, I don't think that's anything. <laughs> on a mummy? On a mummy, yeah. So I think humans have just been like doodling on themselves forever. And tattoos are cool because that doodle stays there. So mm-hmm. that's what I love about tattooing is it it can be huge with meaning or it can just be a thing you like you know or just a silly thing you want to put on your body or the adrenaline that's attached yeah right what's the biggest tattoo you've done um i think it was some well like surface wise i did tattoo like a lady's back from like her top shoulder down to her lower hip on the other side and it was just um a bunch of feathers sort of cascading down her back. Oh, cool. And then, but that's like spread out. So that's probably the big, biggest surface area. And then some people, you know, we're working on projects that are like already a year old and they just come in and we just add to it. One guy has gotten lots of tattoos for me. And so almost his whole arm is tattooed. We're doing like an acacia branch all up his arm. Very cool. But then he's also had like a rib tattoo and a belly tattoo. So like he's gotten quite a bit of surface area drawn from me. Is there a favorite spot you like to tattoo and a least favorite spot? Yes. So yeah. I think my favorite spot, despite 
potential twitching is the top of the thigh. Skin on top of the thigh is just kind of perfect. It's hard to describe like what you want the skin to do. You want it to be very firm and stretched. It's like if you tried to poke a full blown balloon, it's gonna be really easy to penetrate that skin, the latex. But if it's like half full, you know, you're trying to get a needle in there, it's gonna like kind of get in there like a trampoline. It's gonna take more effort. Certain parts of the body sort of emulate that balloon fullness, I guess. And that's a good thing. You don't want yeah. a half-filled balloon. No, yeah. And there's just parts. It doesn't matter what size you are. We all have half-full balloon parts. You know, like... <laughs> like that's the name of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> half-full balloon parts. So, like, our bicep, you know, it's so... Everyone's got a jiggly bicep. It's yeah. because that part is full of muscle. And when you're not using it, it's just flabby. Or parts that are, you know, have heavy rotation... There's a lot of skin there, so you have to really push that skin around. Hmm. Um, for some reason, like the torso rib area is just a challenge. And it doesn't make any sense because it's still firm and it's not totally squishy, but it's just a different kind of skin, which I don't know how to describe. Hmm. But I've learned, I've learned to do that because a lot of people want tattoos on their ribs. I don't know why, but it's a really popular spot right now. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't mean to go backwards, but I, I yeah. like what you said about the history of, of tattoos. Um, yeah. Is that something that you learned about in tattoo school or is that something you just in your own curiosity came across? Yeah. Tattoo school surprisingly didn't teach me very much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a whole other story. But I, yeah, I've just been, that's just been stuff I've just looked at on my own. Um, I never have time to read, so I don't, can't, I have books about tattoos throughout history and I haven't read them. Mm -hmm. So I kind of rely on like Instagram and little bits of information and like vice videos. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Well, we both, we both went to art school. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been cool if, if they went over that? Yeah. Really neat. Yeah. That side of yeah. history. Right. Yeah, it is, it is, it's a part of our history for sure, definitely. I just heard an episode on Stuff You Should Know, another podcast about the, a guy they found in the mountains that was frozen, like the oldest mummy or something, and mm -hmm. he had tattoos on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's was, old. Yeah, it's cool. It's all over the world, too. Mm -hmm. I, I saw a National Geographic with an image of a mummy woman from Peru. Mm -hmm. She had tattoos all over her body, too. Yeah, I love that so much. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I think it's my turn to ask a question. Yeah. Um, so if you <laughs> if you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? The most important question. <laughs> I think my my answer is like similar to most everybody's who's busy in life. Like I really wish that I could just tack on extra time to my days. That would be so amazing. Or if I could just... You know, someone comes in for a two-hour tattoo appointment, and I'm like, well, you know, we're not quite done, so I'm just going to stop everything except for us, and we'll just add another three hours <laughs> to, your, to the time. And then when you're done, we will, you know, life will be as it was when you first came in. I would like to do that for sure. I never feel like I have enough time in the day to do all the things and sleep and eat yeah, and relax. <laughs> Especially in the winter, like yeah. the days seem so short. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel that a lot. 
especially in the winter. Yeah, I feel like we're being bamboozled by time all the time, but we can't bamboozle time. <laughs> like we, yeah, we can't turn it around and be like, ha, yeah. take that. <laughs> I did more in a short amount of time. Like I don't know. Yeah, that's probably the closest. I mean, other than that, it'd be really cool to fly. But. Yeah, I think when mm-hmm. I was younger, I tried to go without sleep. But that uh, so well. No, yeah, no, it's not good for you either. Yeah. And flying would be rad. Too. Yeah, I would like that a lot. Ashley, do you have a, a new one? What would your superhero power be? I, I mean, I like the flying thing, and definitely the yeah. day, like especially hitting me a lot is the how much time in a day for sure. Mm-hmm. I always, I always feel that more in the winter, just because it gets dark so early. But mm-hmm. yeah, what is your dream project? Oh. Um, I would love was well tattooing wise. Um, I I can't wait until someone is like, you have my entire back of my body, like to just use a whole back, a whole butt, all the way down to the legs. Someone's like, this is all yours, and it's just put one big thing on somebody. That would be amazing. It would take like an entire year, but I love I love thinking about like. Check, you know, checking in with someone and they come back in, you're like, oh, how's your life been? <laughs> Strip down and let's talk about it. <laughs> um, because A, it's just so much fun to design stuff for people's bodies <clears throat> and something large scale would be super fun. Mm-hmm. And B, if people come back and I know them, then I don't have to deal with the scared part of meeting a new person. Right. <laughs> so um, I that's like dream project right there. Um but beyond tattooing, I definitely someday want to get into doing murals. Mm-hmm. That's kind of on my bucket list. And and then I also want to start, I, and then the going back to the time thing, I don't make art for myself hardly anymore, any, like ever. So it would be great to also have a little studio to make art, mm-hmm. whether that's in my house or somewhere else. But I really miss, I just miss drawing and painting a lot, so... Um, I would like to make more art for people to buy, not on their bodies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about uh, Darling Press at all? Or We could. Yeah. Because we have really focused on the tattoos, but you do oh, illustrations yeah. and mm-hmm. and you're a mom. Mm-hmm. You, a, you wear a lot of hats. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny because Darling Press was so awesome it's, it's sort of like when you have a good book series and the first book is like, man, that was good. I can't, I'm so glad that I'm done with it because now I get to read the second book. Mm-hmm. It's like Darling Press was like my first chapter or my like, you know, first book of all the things. So like so much of that book, you know, bleeds over into what I'm currently reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to speak metaphorically. So it's it also taught me that sometimes when something isn't working in your life, it's a good idea to end it. And that doesn't mean that you're failing. It means that you're opening up your possibilities to something way better, even if you don't know what those are. So like pushing a project that's just failing or you just can't figure out why or it's just not even bringing you joy, like that to me is like failure in the hardest the hardest sense so starting that business running it for nine years meeting all the people learning all the things learning how to like invoice people and 
creating systems for jobs. Um, all that's like such valuable information that is directly influencing my business now. So that's that's like the most important thing to me and that's why I don't like, I guess, quote unquote, regret having a business that I shut down. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a hard choice to shut it down, but I'm so glad I did. Yeah. And um, I think that kind of sums up that that whole chapter of my life. I, I also don't love printing. <laughs> <laughs> like I, sometimes you also have to learn a new thing to learn that you don't like it. Yeah. Um, you know, like I tried illustrating children's books at one point, and as soon as I did one, I was like, never again. <laughs> I don't like this at all. So I learned. Printmaking seems like the opposite of tattoos in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. you're making multiples of something to exist in the world, whereas tattoos mm-hmm. is one of a kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty much the opposite. They both take a lot of process, though. Right. It's a big similarity. I guess maybe printing has taught me to learn that some things take a process. Because I'm kind of impatient sometimes. So process is a, another hard thing for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I'll get back into printmaking that I, that I can see. I feel like that part is done in my life, too. But... I it definitely like made me want to own a business again like in the future so that will happen soon yeah yeah I think that's a good thing to learn it's like you don't have to stick with something and sometimes you learn what you really do like by trying something new Mm -hmm. did you always want to do tattooing or did it kind of just be evolve into something you liked yeah no I actually grew up you know in the 90s where everyone was getting like sunshine's tattooed on their lower backs (laughs) and stars on their shoulders (laughs) um I never liked tattoos really at all like I never and when I would just like sit down I'm like all right well everyone's getting a tattoo what like what would I get I could never decide on anything I'm just too undecisive for permanent decisions like that but throughout my life a lot of people have said like you should be a tattoo artist (laughs) I was always like, no, I am not punk rock enough. <laughs> like, I don't listen to metal. <laughs> I'm not, I don't like antithesize what a tattooer is. Um, but it was, so I just kind of put that like out of my mind forever. Um, but when I was closing the print shop, I had, um, there was a lady who was renting a little corner of the space and she became a good friend of mine and she was the one who was like have you ever thought about being a tattoo artist because I think you would kill it and I was like yeah I have been thinking about that recently because I've been watching you know I have a friend who tattoos and I watched her journey and she makes gorgeous tattoos that are like definitely works of art that are hers and so I got to see it sort of evolve from like traditional tattoo imagery to like people are actually making an art of this I I had no idea um and then I was also sharing a space with my now co-worker um Happy Camper used to be in the same building as Darling Press so Hmm. I also became friends with the tattoo artist and he said you know if you're thinking about getting into tattooing you should go to an Asian food market get yourself some pig's ears (laughs) And take it up into my space and I'll set everything up for you and you can just you can just buzz away on this skin that's not gonna yell at you if you screw up. <laughs> so 
So that's what I did. And um, the first thing I tattooed was an owl, and it looked really good. And I said, I think uh, this is what I should be doing. So I've never, ever had a desire to be a tattoo artist until literally just starting school. And I just made that choice and then I went for it. Because it also felt like a, a very, like it could be a lucrative career and still being able to be like a true artist to myself. So those two things were really enticing. Like, okay, I could make money and make imagery that is mine yeah. <laughs> and I care about and I like. So it felt, it felt like the right move when it came up, when it was brought into my life. And the lady who suggested it just happened to be my very first appointment as a licensed tattoo artist. Oh, wow. So her tattoo was my very first like official tattoo as a licensed person, which oh, was cool. Which was really cool. Little signs like that. Like this is this is what you should be doing, Aaliyah. <laughs> yeah. So what's next for you? Um I think in the future I would love to start my own tattoo shop. Um I've got some ideas about that. <laughs> and I'm just writing them down and sort of like low-key planning. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely in my future. Um, that sounds like a really fun a fun journey. Not to be, have like a private studio, but I would love to actually hire other tattoo artists and get to pick and choose like our style, I guess. Um, and I think maybe if life slows down a little bit, I want to take some mural classes. I want to, I think that'd be another way to make semi-permanent art. That's totally on my bucket list too. Yeah. Wall I've been eyeing. Yeah. We should, we should attack it together. Okay. Go for it. I think PNCA has a mural class. They do. Yeah. They do. And, um, I, I worked with, uh, a local artist. Do you know, um, Baba Wage? Um, Mm-mm. his last name's, uh, Diete, I think. Mm. Anyway, he does a bunch of murals in town and I've, yeah. I've like kind of helped him on his projects. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah. I think yeah. I think it's within grasp. Yeah. We should, totally, we should totally do it. I would love to. It's definitely not like a thing you can just do on your own. I think you I think it would be beneficial to learn from somebody. Mm-hmm. I like hunting maybe. Like yeah. probably shouldn't go in the woods and shoot an animal all by yourself. <laughs> you should go with somebody. Right. As your first trial. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the first step is kind of intimidating to me like getting permission from mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I could get past the first step. Really? First thing that came to my head is like you guys in like ninja suits doing it at night. <laughs> I was like, I ask her permission when I, you could just uh-huh. wear black and go at night. Just propel yeah. from this <laughs> side of the building. You look at it in the daytime, you're like, oh. Yeah. Doing? Whoops. I'm so glad I didn't sign that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we should reach out someday and do that. That's, yeah. I've had a big hankering for making murals and I might just. I don't know, I have a rental house right now, so I can't really paint on the walls, but I do wish that I could just put a big mural in my living room mm-hmm. right now, but I can't. <laughs> you mentioned 82nd earlier, I think, and we're just a block away from 82nd right now, and yeah. I feel like there's so many walls that need Yeah, on yeah. You know, c- part of the car dealerships, right? Behind the car. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Paint a dinosaur. Right. Done. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, have you seen that guy on the internet that, is like he covers group like big graffiti 
signs, like the the ones that aren't that great, you know, I guess more tags. Um, he does beautiful, like uh, oftentimes it's like fruit. Usually it's something edible. Like he'll just kind of improv a strawberry over like a Nazi sign. <laughs> and then people will come back and like tag his piece and then he'll just keep going with it. You know, it's it's pretty lovely. I feel like that might be where we would have to turn to if we did 82nd because we'd probably put something beautiful up and then there'd be a, like a swastika on it the next day mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'd have to be prepared for like how do we fix this <laughs> <laughs> we could start a company that is just tag abatement yeah and we could just like go up and down 82nd going over yeah <laughs> like instead of yeah we could do like animals or something oh yeah be great. i would love that 82nd just becomes this colorful street. Uh huh. The parade of animals. Yes. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. And it was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this you. was my first podcast interview. So it was very fun. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Sorry. <laughs> and there's <laughs> Edie. Edie says goodbye.